Amanda Dixon is the longtime host of Utah's Morning News. You can hear more of her each weekday morning between 5 and 9 here on KSL News Radio. Welcome back to A Woman's View here on KSL News Radio. I'm just so pleased this week to have Barb Smith with me, Director of Communications at Utah Valley University. Luce Lewis Perez is here, Director of Development and Programs for the Kidney Foundation for Utah and Idaho. And Robin Ebbeyer is with me, UVU's Director of Emergency Management and Safety. Can we talk for a moment about something I saw that was really concerning? And that was that gun sales are surging among Jewish people in the United States. I, I wonder if they're not surging among Muslim people too, because we see hate crimes going up against both entities here in the United States and uh, perhaps around the world. I haven't studied the statistics outside of our country, but since the war began in Israel, when Hamas attacked Israel and then watching the retaliation in Gaza, it is, it, I imagine if you're a member of either of those populations, you feel a heightened level of threat which has now led to an increase, a surge in gun sales. So what do you make of that? Robin, you're in safety. Maybe I should start with you on this. Uh, I was just, <clears throat> it just initially, it just makes me sad that that's where we're at in our society, that people feel like they have to protect themselves. I go back and forth between, is it good that they can go out there and get guns to protect themselves because we are in the United States and they get to do something like that. Is that good? And then you think, well, what is it like to be them? What is it like to feel like I might not make it through the day? <laughs> like if I go here and I go there, you know, especially the Jews and, and probably the Muslims as well, where they literally wear clothing that identify themselves, right? I don't wear clothing that identifies myself in that way. And so it's like being afraid to walk out or to go into a group of people and think I could be targeted. I'd struggle a lot with the fact that we have Congress people who are speaking against Israel. Now that may reflect how I feel about Israel, but I think that's that's hard. And I and then I think, well, I'm grateful we have freedom of speech. We live in America, we get to do this. So I'm grateful for that. And there are consequences for freedom of speech. You have the freedom to speak, but you don't always have the freedom to select the consequences as a result of them. And they're kind of mad about that. And it's like, well, how did you think this was going to play out? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You can say what you want, but there will be consequences sometimes for it. For example, you know, a donor for Harvard withdrawing his funding. Um, there's going to be consequences for that. It's unfortunate, well, it's way more than unfortunate that these groups of people feel like they have to go out and buy guns to protect themselves because they are literally afraid of, of what's going to happen um, to them in, in our communities, and that's what makes me so sad. It's hard to accept that. Barb, how do you see it? Robin, I feel the same way, actually. It's just so sad to me that this is happening in America. But if you look at the numbers, I can see why they're afraid. Uh, there have been 312 anti-Semitic incidents since October 7th, since that conflict began. Uh, that is up from 64 in the same time period last year. So that's shocking. And then if they're also monitoring the, the surge in anti-Semitic hate speech, and that is up a thousand percent, a thousand percent in violent men messages mentioning Jews and Israel. So that's shocking too. 
Um, and that's the Anti-Defamation League. So I feel their pain if it were me and these kind of threats, legitimate threats were happening and there was talk of more. I can understand why they would want to protect themselves, but the fact that they have to feel that they have to protect themselves in the United States from these kind of threats is beyond. Mm-hmm. It's just beyond. It's painful. I know when my daughter comes to visit me from Tokyo, she feels nervous in this country in a way she does not when at her home in Japan, where she's lived for seven years now, because they just have no violence over there. She could walk out of the, take a walk around the block in the middle of the night if she wanted to, feels completely safe. It's a uniquely challenging time. Luce, please speak to this. For six years in college, I worked for a Jewish American group that was creating a bibliography through BYU. And during that time, I read so much uh, modern literature that really dealt with being Jewish American, just because of the content of the bibliography that we were creating. And there are, you know, if you're Jewish, you will have, you know, you'll say there's 3,000 years worth of antagonism towards Judaism. And in America, when you're Jewish, and you learn that your religious freedom to uphold a state where you have rights as a citizen of a religious state, and you're receiving harassment that has been going on for 3,000 years, the Jewish people have done a much better job at articulating why they feel this antagonism. And the American way is to protect yourself with a gun. That's the way it is. And in America, where people are going to also be anti-Semitic, they have every right to protect themselves. And of course, it goes both ways because everybody who's here is American. It is sad, but it is a fact. And if there have been such a rise in anti-Semitic actions in the last quarter, and there is, you can find a lot of anti-Semitic things online, people anecdotally speak in anti-Semitic ways without realizing it. And I think that the argument that um, they make in Judaism is that if you think that this kind of antagonism is going to stop with the Jewish people, you're wrong. So the problem is we don't understand that even though anybody who isn't Jewish, they're not stopping at the Jewish people with this kind of antagonism. The problem is every single group that is marginalized because of their religion or because of their beliefs, everyone gets a chance to get picked on. Mm -hmm. Can you be pro-Israeli and pro-Palestinian at the same time, Liz? Yes. Yes, you certainly can. I think that the Palestinians haven't done as good of a job documenting and articulating what their fight is. Again, anecdotally, I've spoken with a lot of Palestinians, and anecdotally speaking, just from personal experience, they have been able to articulate to me what their concerns mm-hmm. are with the Palestinian state. Two of them grow, grew up in um, refugee camps in Lebanon. And so I, I don't have a dog in this race other than to say to people, you must be able to articulate mm-hmm. uh, in a bigger way what your concerns are and try not to resolve those differences with violence. And with violence. It's, not, yeah. it's not an American, it is an American problem because of the yeah. situation. That's true, right. Let me take a quick break and, and be back with my wonderful guest. This is A Woman's View on KSL News Radio. 